0: Good morning, this is Brenda Shoshana Eshen, Brenda Shoshana, with another episode of our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And it's a raining life today, but in the rain is also the sun. (laughs) That's a very zen moment. In the rain is the sun, in the sun is the rain, in the bitterness, sweetness comes. In sweetness, bitterness is. Our lives are a tapestry of everything, every moment intertwined with one another. And this practice, this precious, beautiful practice, asks us to learn how to taste each flavor, each taste, each experience, each moment. And just by tasting it, not thinking about it, not analyzing it, not trying to get on top of it or transcend it, or avoid it we don't avoid anything here and we don't push it away we don't pull it to us and we don't express our understanding in the normal way of it we first what we just do is taste it eat it up we eat everything up we, we eat all our experiences up because every experience has nourishment in it and it has waste. So what we do is we absorb and digest the nourishment and we let go of the waste, just like our body does when we have a meal. We couldn't live if we couldn't absorb the nourishment from our food and pass the waste. That's just the way life works. Let go of the waste, absorb the nourishment, and take the next bite of food. Then we feel full for a while after a meal for sure. And then we get hungry again. We want another meal. We want another experience. We want another taste. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? We want to taste life. We want a new experience, a new relationship, a new meal, a friend, a walk in the park. There's what is called a thirst for life. And that itself is such a fascinating phrase. And such a mysterious experience. Because at one point, even with food, when we've had the same meal over and over again, we had had enough of that meal. We had enough of that meal, but the thirst continues. So then we want a different kind of meal or our body changes and we need different kinds of food to nourish us. So in life too, and that's one thing that Zen practice shows us, we, we see all of these phases as we sit, 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 just sit on the cushion. What a powerful, powerful expression to just sit on the cushion and allow all our needs, all our hungers, all our thirst to, up, to bubble up. And also if we make an incredible discovery as we sit there, just sitting in the silence, tasting life, tasting whatever is brought to us. We, ha- we, we have an incredible awareness of where the real nourishment is lay it's so interesting it's so amazing because without sitting and tasting our life and our experience it doesn't nourish us we become all clogged up we don't know how to take the good and let go of the the part that is not valuable for us we don't even know what's happening we, we become clogged up, we become stuck, we become angry, we become hungry. No matter how much we eat, we become hungry, hungrier and hungrier. No matter how many experiences we have, it doesn't fill us up. So that is the really interesting point that we're going to work with today. This endless hunger or thirst that goes on and on, seemingly indefinitely, just going on and on. What is going to fill me up? How do I live? And the mysterious discovery that we make, and it is mysterious because it's not what we would have expected, it's the opposite, counterintuitive, we might say. What we actually discover as we sit and sit is that by doing nothing at all, Nothing except tasting each moment, each experience, each thought, whatever comes bubbling up, by just being available to it, meaning to be willing to taste it, to digest. We digest it. The silence itself, the zazen itself digests our life. That's all we have to do. But when we're not quiet in the middle of it, when we're not available in the middle of it, when we're not open to tasting it as it's coming to us, we don't experience it. And the experience is as if it didn't happen or is as if it happened and it's left jagged edges, hasn't been digested. And when something isn't digested, all kinds of agitation, upset and uproar comes. Now, in order to digest our experiences, it's, that's a very fascinating way of thinking of it, in order to digest them, we have to greet them, we have to taste them. In order to truly taste this moment or this experience, we ha- somehow it seems as if we need to stop what we're doing, stop reacting to it, stop figuring it out, Stop talking about it. Stop hoping it will be different. Stop, 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 and just be there with with what's happening. That's it. That's all. That's it. Now, that sounds very fundamental. It sounds extremely simple, and it is very simple, but it's too simple because the mind wants complications. It's so simple that we don't do it. Now, I can understand that it seems very, very peculiar. Why do I have to just taste it thoroughly? Not comment about it. Not complain about it. Just taste it. In a way, it's like saying, yes, thank you. Almost like a little bow to the experience. Surrender to it. Bow to it. Thank you for appearing This, too, is for the good. This, too, contains wonderful nourishment. And as we just take that attitude towards it, by itself, the experience will evolve. I love that word, evolve. It will develop, it will grow, it will feed you what you need, and your system will naturally discard the waste, what's not necessary, what's not valuable, what's not helpful. You know, we have an incredible system. Our body is an incredible system. It's amazing when you think of it, how we can can transform a piece of fruit that comes naturally from the tree into something so beneficial and delicious. We eat it, we, we love it, we taste it, we swallow it. We don't do this consciously, our, our whole body knows how to do this, and in the same way, our consciousness, our beingness knows, it knows what to do with these endless experiences that present themselves to us. And While we are alive, that is what happens. We have one experience after another, after another, after another. Joko Beck called it experiencing, experiencing, experiencing. It's a process, a continuing process that goes on and on. So what we have to learn is how to be with this process, not how to stop it. Sometimes we think, well, we sit to stop all thoughts and go into samadhi and go into a deep state. And that does happen naturally on its own, and it's wonderful when it happens. But that's just another experience. After that, more experiences will keep coming. They keep coming. Keep coming. And that is the process of our life. At the, I heard that at the very end of her life, Joko Beck said, well she, her last words I heard were, ah, this too is a wonder. Wow. What an incredible statement. She was speaking, of course, of her process of living. Mm-hmm. This too is a wonder. She wasn't fighting it off. She wasn't hating it. She was tasting it, she was digesting it, she was absorbing it, and a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful response came from her, which has lifted and inspired and empowered so many, so many. And that's what happens when we live in that way of experiencing, of tasting it, of bowing to our experience, meaning honoring our experience. From that attitude, from that stance, from that practice, whatever word you want to call it, a beautiful a re- by beautiful response, I don't mean necessarily poetic, which hers certainly was, but I mean a beneficial response, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you, comes. So we do stop. We stop resisting life, We stop fighting it off. We stop complaining and explaining and blaming, all of that. We stop that. But that doesn't mean, and we have silence. We need silence. We need stillness to be available and to be present, to learn how to digest our experiences and to taste them. But an important point is it does not mean that a beautiful response or a meaningful response doesn't come. We're not stuck in silence. We're not immobilized by this way of being, just the opposite. We're given a way to, to respond beneficially and beautifully to whatever comes. Now, somebody would say, well, how do, I, how, can I, how do I know that's true? How do I know it's true? Should I just take it on faith? silly. Well, there is a certain amount, of course, of faith in Zazen that develops as we practice on and on. But no, to begin with, don't, don't take anything on faith here. Just try it out for yourself and see. That's what this practice is based upon. Try it out for yourself and see. Yes, great devotion, great faith arises, but it doesn't arise in your head as a belief. It arises out of your actual living experience. Not only faith in Zazen, but faith in life itself. Trust that all that comes to you is nourishing and can be experienced and can also be Parts of it can be let go. Now, how can we develop faith in that or trust in that? Simply by doing it, practicing again and again and again. In my case, again and again. And in most cases, this is a practice, a life practice in a sense. And it's like breathing, breathing in and breathing out. If we didn't keep breathing, we wouldn't be alive. And for me, if I didn't maintain this practice in my life, I might be alive, but the quality of my life would certainly be, in my case, very different. Very different. To me, this has been such a profound treasure and a gift, which is why I continually, continually love to share it with whomever it might benefit from it as well. Thank you, thank you so much for listening and for joining us on this podcast. I'm very excited. I want to share with everybody the good news, the surprising news to me. I just received an email that this podcast is listed among the top 75 Zen podcasts in the complete in the whole world in the internet. So, I'm thrilled to know that from Footsteps. It was it was told to me by Footsteps, and it's on their blog. And I'm so grateful and touched. And we're up there. And I, I'm very moved um, to know, to know that this is going out there and reaching others. So thank you for that. The, the The URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And I always, as you know, love to hear from you. If you want to write to me, my email is Top speaker at yahoo.com. Any questions, comments, anything? I'm here. I love to answer. And, and I truly want to thank you for listening because even though I don't see you at the moment, <laughs> I feel your presence as I talk. And maybe someday, pretty soon even, we'll all get together, whoever wants to, on Zoom and say hello. So, again, Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. Taste your week. Be there for it. Don't avoid it. Somehow, you know, all the actions we take, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it is a way to avoid having the experience that's being given to us. Let's not avoid it. Let's bow to our experience and be present for it and see what happens next. Thank you, thank you once again. Have a great day, Brenda.